Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Two Likeable Guys. We sure do appreciate all your support. Downloads, likes, happiness, smiles, waves, jumping up and down for us. We appreciate that greatly. So if you're jumping up and down for us, you're our friend. Today we are continuing the very intriguing question, very intriguing information finding, fact finding mission of is God still in the miracle business? And we get to talk with the amazing Dr. Adam Clagg. He is the senior pastor at Covenant Church in Lakeside or Saudi Daisy. And we're going to see what he has to say. So let's go to that now. Well, today we're going to welcome a very special guest, um, cousin of the co-host Josh. Um, today we will be uh, talking with Dr. Adam Clagg, uh, the, past, the senior pastor of Covenant Church in Saudi Daisy. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I wanted to get some expert opinion. And the question that's on my mind is God still in the miracle business? That's a good one. That's a good one. So great. Uh, thank you for inviting me on your uh, extremely popular podcast. I'm thank jealous because you. you have you have more listeners than I do on my podcast. So, um, well, if, and, and you're welcome to promote your your podcast. The Every Pasture Podcast is the name of ours, and we, uh, me and I. Uh, friend pastor friend of mine there wasn't really many podcasts for pastors and so we uh, made and most churches as you know are are smaller churches uh, most churches in the world are in the long time, the rest of the world are you know um a hundred a hundred or less uh people so most pastors are solo pastors we're uh, you know right. out, out there by ourselves so we, we they have a lot of stuff we think about, kind of like what you're what you've been thinking about. You know, we think about stuff and we talk about, and we think, well, we should have somebody to talk to about right. what we're thinking about. And so we have our our subtitle as we is uh, it's the Every Pastor Podcast, and we say we talk about what pastors are thinking about. Okay, so great. He and I just it's pretty casual, like, like your podcast is. We just talk to each other and think about this and that and. Um, so, um, I appreciate you letting me plug my podcast too, but I've, I've, I've listened to a couple of y'all's episodes and I like, I like, I like the format you got. And, uh, well, Josh does a, Josh makes it sound pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I told Adam, I said, I'm the technical part of the deal. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I let, yeah. I let Steve do most of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. That's good. That's important. Cause you know, some, you know, one wants to listen to, uh, listen to a podcast it sounds like crap um yeah so, josh is an expert yeah when you yeah, i wouldn't go that far good, it's a whole lot better right but yeah. you know i, I know and i guess well, here's a good way to start this out in the bible uh yeah. and then correct me if any of this is is, is wrong because um I'm, i am not a doctor of theology i am <laughs> um, just an, an interested christian yeah. I guess is my term. And so uh, in the Bible, Jesus 
I believe, gave authority to the disciples to perform miracles. Yeah. And after that, did that miraculous power end with them? Or um, is it still available today to people? Uh, what's the deal? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Because, you know, we all, we all want to know. Well, we all pray. You know, we have, have things that we can't fix ourselves. Right. Um, you know, if we believe in God, you know, we, we call out to him. And sometimes we see an answer. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we see something happen quickly, sometimes slowly, and it's uh, we never really know why uh, things happen. But yet every now and then we see these things happen, and you're like, man, I just can't explain that, you know. Right. Uh, and so, um, you know, biblically, you know, going back to the Bible times, Jesus, you know, calling the, you know, the twelve disciples, and and absolutely, he told them, um, you know, when he was part of their training, um, and he was teaching them. Uh, you know, historic historians tell us that he was teaching them and training them for about three years um, before the crucifixion. Um, so it's a long time to be an apprentice is really what a sapa was. Um, right. You know, so he was teaching them and showing them how to, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And because uh, they were all normal guys, you know, none of, none of them were professional, you know, scholars or anything like that. Um, when he called the different disciples, so he spent a lot of time teaching, and then they got to a point, just like an apprentice, you would have in any line of work, that's their their time to go out and do. Um, and there came a point um, when you're reading the New Testament, um, you know, the first four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are the Gospels, the stories, you know, the story of Jesus. And yeah, you see where the he says, "I get, I have authority," because um, he was, you know. God the Son, right? Because I have a, because I have all authority, and I, and I give you authority to go and to to cast out uh, demons and heal the sick, and and you see different interesting stories where they go out, and sometimes they go out um, in pairs. You say go out two by two and and go do 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 ministry, and then come back and tell me how it went. And sometimes it went great, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes right. there's a one there's one story where they came back and. They had it was a boy that a boy that was uh, uh, looks like when you read this story, it probably had epilepsy. Um, the way it describes how he would uh, um, you know start having seizures and foaming at the mouth mouth and things. And person the father complained said you sent your disciples to heal my child and they didn't heal him. And Jesus said, you know, well you you don't have enough faith talking to everyone. Right. And, and Jesus healed healed them. And so, really, it goes back to, you know, when you think about well, that time, you know, first century Jerusalem, um, you know, Judea, that area of the world, you know, and, and what Jesus was doing. And then today, I think, well, you know, is there a difference, um, you know, well, is there a difference between them as followers of Jesus and us as, you know, we're believers in Jesus, too. We're, we're followers of Jesus. And, and the way I've always looked at it when i read through it and he goes they healed they did miracles you know miracles happened because of the authority he gave them and they did things in his name right and so they didn't have it within themselves um, and just like when we pray uh you know we end most of our prayers um in jesus name you know uh we um and then when we're doing good work we're we, you know, we, we say we're trying, we're doing this because we're 
Christians because right. we're people of faith, you know, uh, in his name. So that's what I think that even then, that there weren't people that were just miracle workers, you know, right? Uh, okay. that were faith healers. Um, so I don't think that they were, that that's who they were, uh, that that was their only job, you know, to, right. um, that they were healers um and just like today i don't i don't think that there are people who that's their that's their thing they're faith healers right um, because you know the guys that claim to be so um you know usually they're on tv asking for money this and is i'm true. thinking why, why are you on tv asking for money and you should be at the hospital healing people if that's your thing uh, there's yeah. other people who are really good at raising money for charity and things let them do that there's some that are really good at preaching let them do that but hey if you've got a if you can help people i'll support you i'll take you to, i'll drive you around <laughs> hospital to hospital um, <laughs> but i do pray for the sick Right. Um, we 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 pray for the sick. We um, um, God lay hands on the sick. When people ask me to, and, and we've seen people healed. Um, miracles happen. Um, we've seen God do things in ways we, you know, He does wait and you know, answers in ways we wouldn't expect Him to. Right. Um, so I don't know if that's kind of a long answer to no. the question. No, <laughs> that, that's, the question. that's a very good. So what I'm getting, um, yeah. is that the, well, and I guess it comes with my own beliefs too, that, that I think that God is still in the miracle business. Absolutely. Um, today as he was then, um, and I think to an extent all of his followers have, I don't, I don't want to say uh, the power, but they have the knowledge of, of how to hopefully ask God for that miracle to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. think you have the, I don't think we have the, the power, of course, and, right. and, and, because the disciples didn't even have the power, exactly. as you explained. They, yeah. they did it in Jesus' name. So I think we have the power to petition God for a miracle, right. but I think ultimately it's God's choice yeah yeah for whatever yeah. his will and uh divine plan needs to happen it will happen yeah i think so too uh, i think that's part of the idea of miracles um and really if you believe in god then it's easier to believe in miracles right you know that most religions you know have some aspect of spirituality of that's you know, something that's outside of nature you know supernatural um, right. most most religions you know do that and of course you know christianity especially um because you go to you know the beginning of the bible you know in genesis and the first few words in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and that's miraculous right there you right see a, a deity, you know, a, a something, that, you know, this person, God, that's very different than any of us because he can do something none of us can do. Right. And, um, he can create something out of nothing. You know, I can build something. I can make something. Um, you know, I can do something with my, you know, make something with my hands or create, you know, write poetry. I know Josh, um, you know, can make, you know, music. I mean, that's things we can make. We can do interesting things but none of us can make something out of nothing 
That reminds me of a very, very good uh, joke that I'm going to butcher, yeah. but I'm going to try it anyway. Um, there were a bunch of scientists got together and, and came up to God and said, God, I, I believe we, we don't need you anymore. We can do everything you can do, and we want to have uh, uh, prove it to you. And so God said, okay, let's have a man-making contest. The only rule is you've got to make man out of dirt. And so um, the scientists agree, so we can do that, no problem. And so the scientists reach down to grab some dirt, and God says, no, 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 get your own dirt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And that's, that's the thing about, you know, you look at that word creation. He created everything out of nothing. You're looking back, and I think that's when you think about miracles. Sometimes the conversation will go to ten. evidence, you know, show me facts. Tell me a story. And, and, and a lot of people have stories. Um, but I, I personally don't have a whole lot of miracle stories. Um, and even the, the few things that I could think back to when Josh called, called me and asked about doing this podcast with you, that, you know, I was thinking back of some different things where I would, you know, I believe that it was God that did it, but you can't prove it. Right. You know, because of anything, even something that's very, you know, you know, something, you know, like, I don't know, you know, a friend of mine had had a tu- had a cancer, had a tumor um, and it was seen it was very obvious on the X-ray. The tumor was there and it was in, the, it was in his colon and they had they were going to go in and with, you know, do a colonoscopy and, and and get part of it for a biopsy. And when they went so they but they asked people to pray they asked quite a few lots of people to pray you know pray this thing is a huge huge tumor and they don't know what they're going to do so you know a couple days went by they go in to do the colonoscopy and before they do the colonoscopy they do another you know some more imaging you know with a you know x-ray just to sort of see what you know where they're going what all they're going to do make the plans and the tumor's gone um now of course those that prayed for him said Look what God did. That's a miracle. Right. And, and then, of course, others could say maybe that first x-ray was wrong. You know, it was a shadow, you know, uh, or, you know, the human body heals itself all the time. Right. Um, uh, you know, and so you can't really explain it. So really, a lot of talk, you know, I think when we think about miracles, it has to, the conversation has to be really in the the philosophical, you know, can they happen? Um you know, can they? And if if God, you know, if God exists, then yeah, miracles can happen. I, um, I liked your um, your your description there, where God. Um, well, I think that comes with where you said earlier. God is. It's easier oh, yeah. to to believe, and so um, it's all a, a matter of perspective. Yeah, yeah. On, if you believe in God, if you believe, we believe in God, and and I mean most. Most Americans believe in God. Um, it's becoming a smaller and smaller number. I mean, you can get into the details of all the little things that people argue about, but in generalities, most people believe in God. Um, right. And so, if you have that much, then it's not a that's not that big of a stretch to believe in a miracle can happen. You know, I agree. That's a great, and, and that's a great way, I think, to kind of cap that off because we don't want to yeah. drag it out too long 
Yeah. Um, we did have, I, I've been wanting to do this and we're going to start with you. Okay. What was your first car? My first car was a uh <laughs> how about shifting gears there buddy man wow <laughs> let me take the preacher hat off and think back to my let's see 1985 honda accord nice yeah yeah very nice uh it, it wasn't it my wasn't first that, it, it wasn't that nice <laughs> was it a four-door it was uh, i think i think so because I had a 1984 four-door Honda Accord. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine was blue. I remember that. I can't remember if it was a four-door or a two-door. Surprisingly, mine was, it was kind of a light blue, uh, kind of just like a, a, a kind of not really a sky, lighter than a sky blue. Oh, yeah? And huh. um, uh, Was that your first car? Or no, that actually, was that was like my third or fourth car. That was after I yeah. moved up, so... Okay. Saying, if you say what well, nice, that was like that was a step up for me. <laughs> yeah. So what was what was your first? My first car was a 1980 uh, Chevrolet Chevette. There you go. Uh, I wish you had it today. In a way, I do. I wish I had it where I could put a big motor in it and yeah, and have some fun with it like that. <laughs> oh, that's good. I can't remember, Josh. What what was your first car? Oh, I inherited the the '76 Datsun B210 That's hatchback right. with That's the right. with I the that now. honeycomb uh, hubcaps <laughs> on it. Honeycomb. Nice, nice, nice. Was it automatic? No, it was straight shift. All right. I'd, I'd love to have that car back. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you would. The old man still loves telling stories about how I locked it up, didn't have enough oil in her. <laughs> I told that story uh, two weeks ago, actually, I believe you did. Oh, really? Well, you got to tell it now. You opened that can of worms. Oh, no, I just just didn't keep enough oil in it and locked her up going down left and drive. (laughs) Not much of a story to it. Yeah. No, we always want to get this. I always like to, I've always wanted to get a personal feel for people. And it just seems like people like uh, enjoy talking about their first car or first something. Absolutely. Probably should have opened with that. Yeah, no, it's Tell okay. Pastor Adam, you've probably been up since, what, the crack of dawn this morning? Yeah, we usually start early on Sundays. But it's the only day of the week I work, so it's not too bad. That's well, always, that's, always, that's always the preacher joke. We, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, when really I, we need I, to work every day. I've known a few preachers, and they would disagree with you and say that they work pretty much 24-7. Yeah, we do. It is multiple hats we wear, you know, the preaching, the church stuff that's public. And really that's most people don't, I mean, that's the, that's very minor part of our week. Right. So one or two hours on Sunday or if we do midweek stuff, most of our stuff is the, that's more the preaching part, you know, and, uh, right. the clergy stuff and other parts, more of pastoral care and taking care of people, helping people and um, administrative stuff of actually, you know, running the church and, um, so it's a, uh, but yeah, being on call because you never know. I mean, I can get a phone call tonight, somebody with an emergency. But we, we love, we love, love what I do. We definitely a calling, just like uh, you, know, you do it. Uh, you know, not that that's not a type of a uh, life that everyone, every anyone, anyone can do. Wouldn't recommend it to most. 
when did you when did you know that uh, you were supposed to be a, a pastor it just sort of happened we, we and uh, so that's why i sort of know it was god calling because uh my dad was a pastor um and so I, but he didn't become a pastor till i was a teenager and uh so he felt that calling later and later in his life and so i didn't grow up as a pastor's kid but i, I did grow up in church um and so he became a pastor when i was a teenager and and then uh, i went to college and i went to bible to a bible college um but i started studying education i wanted to be a teacher um but um but then you know i just really just felt that um you know that call a call to to ministry and um i really always loved local church ministry and yeah so after college uh in 2000 Two graduated uh, from college in Nashville and came back um, came back here and uh, the, the church was looking uh, for an assistant pastor associate pastor role and they offered that to me and so I did that for about twelve years and um, eight years ago um, they uh, my dad he, he was still pastoring that was at my dad's church uh, he was the pastor uh, I was associate and he had a stroke. And um, he survived it, still living, still at the church, but is unable to preach. Um, so, so I stepped in, and then they asked me to be the pastor um, when it was pretty clear that he wasn't going to come back um, uh, and be able to, you know, to work full time. Right. And uh, and so, um, anyways, I've been the pastor for eight years now, and uh, I really love it. I really, I really, it's different. It's different every day, but I really enjoy. Um, and just like you know, enjoy helping people, and you know, I don't have all the answers, um, either, you know, but just just like everybody else, a uh, struggling Christian myself, trying to figure things out. But I really love right. studying the Bible, teaching the Bible, um, and just, just you know, talk, having discussions like this with you guys. I, I enjoy it, I, you know, with people that have you know, that aren't. You know, believers. I enjoy talking to talking to them and too, and answering questions. And I ask questions too because I don't have all the answers. You've you've probably uh, run into this before. What do you say to somebody who doesn't believe in God, but they they try to get into an argument with you, but you you really you don't want to argue with them, but you yeah. want to stand up for your faith to an extent and say, yeah. What would what do you say? What do you do? Just it really depends uh, on the person. They, you know, because you, you want to help the person. Yeah. Because um, each person is a, you know, each of us have a soul, and um, and so it's it's hard. I mean, as a person, you know, we, we we all feel like we have to be defensive, and especially if we think we know something that's absolutely true, um, you want to defend it, and but also my goal isn't to win this argument. My goal is to help this person, right? Um, and and knowing that most people that I talk to that aren't believers, but if they're having a but, um, I'm not going to be able to, you know, convince everybody, right? Um, but I might, you know, um, be part of their story, yeah. and uh, kind of like the you know, Bible, like the Bible has illustrations of like how you. Uh, plant a seed 
you know, you know, some people, you know, till the ground, some people, you know, sow the seed, some people water it, you know, and others harvest it. But, right. you know, we pretty much understand how, how that works. But so when someone talks to me, you know, I, I listen and see where they're coming from. Some And like some people that, and some people tell you, you know, flat out they're an atheist. Um, right. So, you know, I wonder, I'll ask them why and, you know, where that comes from. And sometimes when people are the few, the few that the people that I've talked to that are just flat out atheists, they get really, they get really defensive. Um, yes. And, and so I'm to myself, I'm thinking, why are you so mad at a God you don't believe in? Agreed. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah. does. Yeah. Very much so. And, I, and so, I, so I'm thinking to myself, they're not really an atheist. They're they're just they're they're just they're mad. They're upset. Something's happened in their lives, you know. Um, and it usually comes down to something happened when they were a kid, or that was their parents. You know, used to go to church, and something happened. They got mad at somebody, or their grandparents did, or they knew a Christian that was a hypocrite. You know, all the stuff and. So, you know, I try to see where they're coming from and um and some people, you know, of course we're here, you know, you know, not just the Bible belt, but the buckle of the Bible belt. Correct. Know? Yeah. And so uh you can't go uh I know y'all yeah, uh, y'all uh, in Red Bank and I'm in Sunny Daisy, I mean you can't go, you know, drive down the road you know, two or three blocks and there's a church and then there's another. There's right. another. Um, but it's not that way in most parts of America and basically most parts of the world. Um, so it's different. But one thing I try to do, though, is know that uh, as I think all all believers, we should try to win others to Christ. Um, cause that's what uh, that was part of. Just like you asked about you know, Jesus giving authority to the disciples, you know, to perform miracles. He also commissioned all of his followers to go and tell everyone else about him, too. Right. And that's how we all found out about Jesus. Somebody told us about him. Um, and then somebody, you know, they, and they heard from someone, and they heard from someone, and they heard from someone. It's so, really, really good stuff. It's about going back to the Bible back thing, you know, most people, I think, around here, and Tennessee, they know, they know God. They know about God. If they wanted to find, if they wanted to follow Jesus, they would. Right. Um, they know enough about, you know, just from, especially now the internet age, you could find out anything. Um, but there are some people, and I think you know, as the, you know, the years of, you know, of, of the world, I think you know, it's becoming more and more less. Christian, our our culture is. So I'm I'm seeing that there's more people who think they know about the Bible, or think they know about Christians or the church, um, but really they just know stories. They know what they've heard. They know what they've seen on TV and movies. Right. Um, they've been in a church. They've been in churches for weddings and um, and things, but they. And then most, because you think about if, if all people know about church, what they see on TV, or they know about Christians, what's on TV, I can't think of hardly any good Christian on TV. Mostly, it's if it's a character on a movie or something. It's that's the 
the villain. That's the bad guy. It's the hypocrite. The one everybody makes fun of. You know? Right. Um, so one thing I try to do with people who come to, I have a conversation with who um, is they're possibly seeking answers or they have an objection to Christianity or want to know more about a topic or something. Um, I want to make sure that not not trying to win the argument, but at least make sure that if it's somebody that I may not ever talk to again, I want to make sure they have a true understanding of who Jesus was and is, um, and you know how you know what 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 real Christianity is that we're we're not a bunch of people who are hateful bigots. You know that <laughs> that that other people think that they think that churchgoers are. It's not who we are. We we love people um, because we, we we don't think of ourselves as wonderful people. We we know we're we're everyday people who need God, um, and really everyone is. Everyone is, is somebody who's we're, we're helpless without Him. And that's why we tell others about Him because it's really more of um, that's what that's what, why the the other way, the other word for the gospel, uh, you know, the teachings of Jesus is the good news. Right. Uh, you know, saying, hey, this is the good news. Um, and I've heard one uh, way of putting it is um, that when you're sharing your faith, it's it's not me putting someone else down. So, hey, I've, I've got, I'm better than you. It's not that at all. It's like one beggar telling another beggar where the bread is. Right. Oh wow. I like that analogy. Yeah. That's good. Like, hey, hey, here's here's free food. You know, mm-hmm. you know, here here here's a free ticket to heaven. You know. I like um, that. And so anyway, so um that's the way that I usually go about it. And um um as if, if if you know obviously and if you have any, you know, like love that would like to talk, you know, talk about the Lord um or learn more about the Bible or yeah, you know, I'd love to sit down. I, I really enjoy talking to people um, and sitting down with them and, and just helping them on their on their journey as we're learning. That's great. Yeah, we will put all your uh, contact info, your home Absolutely. phone number. No, no, we'll put your <laughs> your contact information. And uh, yeah. again, what was the, your podcast called? The Every Pastor Podcast. We've got about a dozen episodes out now, I think, and. Um, Great. But it's for pa- mostly for pastors, people in ministry, but really it's a you know leadership type thing. Lead any type most uh, leaders, you know, we talk about that kind of stuff. But really, it's focused on pastors. So if you know know of some pastors, you know, be sure you have to feel free to uh, send them a link to it. We've got a Facebook page, and, and uh, I will. Uh, I absolutely yeah. do. I know a few, yeah, and... and hopefully it'll help some guys because a lot of most pastors out there don't have people to talk to uh, right. about. Carolina work. We don't have a water cooler like you know some places and you know where you talk talk about stuff um uh and to think through especially this past year good grief you yeah. know in every everybody's life every every industry everything's been insane this last year and church is one of them <laughs> can we listen to your uh your service on facebook is yeah, you have to do yeah. a facebook yeah, live or stream our church service we uh, the church uh the face our church facebook page is um covenant church lakeside church's facebook page and we live stream our church services um and then they um they take that uh, video uh feed and uh, upload it to uh, youtube later 
as a uh, so people can access it that way too. But okay. um, sometimes it takes the the, the copyrighted music out. But some uh, uh, but most most of my sermons are not someone else's copyright. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. The original content. Yeah. Well, we're very honored that you were uh, a very special guest to come well, on and you. discuss miracles and a plethora of other things today. Uh, sure was nice to get to know you. And, you do. Uh, and I believe you will probably have some uh, people contact you if they have any well, questions. I, well, I appreciate I it. So. I so. I'm just a phone call away. If y'all want to talk about anything else, I would, I would enjoy it. I we will. Opportunity. You're, you will be put on speed dial. There we go. Sounds good. <laughs> thank you very much, and I hope you have a good evening. Hey, thank you. You too.